Editorial Craft is intended to provide listeners with a readily accessible assemblage of King's writings and recorded statements that would otherwise be available only to a handful of King's scholars. I trust that listeners will recognize and appreciate the fact that this narrative can never approach the coherence and comprehensiveness that would have been possible if King had been able to write a complete account of his life. Thus, this narrative understates the importance in King's life of his family. Although King often acknowledged the centrality of his wife, Coretta Scott King, in his public and private life, his extant papers rarely noted the degree to which she participated in protest activities and other public events. Similarly, King's close ties to his parents, his children, his sister Christine King Ferris, and his brother A.D. King are insufficiently reflected in his papers, despite the fact that these relatives played crucial roles in his life. The autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr. is, therefore, largely a religious and political autobiography, rather than an exploration of a private life. It is necessarily limited to those aspects of King's life that he chose to reveal in his papers. But King was never garrulous about his private life, and was unlikely to have chosen his autobiography as an opportunity to reveal intimate details of his life. In his personal papers, however, King sometimes overcame his reticence to expose his private feelings to public view. He left behind documents that offer information that has never previously been published and that collectively defines his character. Although King may have selected or utilized these materials differently than I have, he would certainly have recognized them as essential starting points for understanding his life. I was born in the late 20s, on the verge of the Great Depression, which was to spread its disastrous arms into every corner of this nation for over a decade. My birthplace was Atlanta, Georgia, capital of the state and the so-called gateway to the South. Atlanta is home for me. I was born on Auburn Avenue. Our church, Ebenezer Baptist, is on Auburn Avenue. The community in which I was born was quite ordinary in terms of social status. No one in our community had attained any great wealth. Most of the Negroes in my hometown who had attained wealth lived in a section of town known as Hunter Hills. The community was characterized with a sort of unsophisticated simplicity. No one was in the extremely poor class. It is probably fair to class the people of this community as those of average income. Crime was at a minimum, and most of our neighbors were deeply religious. My home situation was very congenial. I have a marvelous mother and father. I can hardly remember a time that they ever argued or had any great falling out. These factors were highly significant in determining my religious attitudes. 
It is quite easy for me to think of a God of love, mainly because I grew up in a family where love was central and where lovely relationships were ever-present. It is quite easy for me to think of the universe as basically friendly, mainly because of my uplifting hereditary and environmental circumstances. It is quite easy for me to lean more toward optimism than pessimism about human nature, mainly because of my childhood experiences. My mother, Alberta Williams King, has been behind the scenes setting forth those motherly cares, the lack of which leaves a missing link in life. She is a very devout person with a deep commitment to the Christian faith. Unlike my father, she is soft-spoken and easygoing. Although possessed of a rather recessive personality, she is warm and easily approachable. Alberta Williams grew up in comparative comfort. She was sent to the best available schools and college and was, in general, protected from the worst blights of discrimination. An only child, she was provided with all of the conveniences that any high school and college student could expect. In spite of her relatively comfortable circumstances, my mother never complacently adjusted herself to the system of segregation. She instilled a sense of self-respect in all of her children from the very beginning. My mother confronted the age-old problem of the Negro parent in America, how to explain discrimination and segregation to a small child. She taught me that I should feel a sense of somebodiness, but that on the other hand, I had to go out and face a system that stared me in the face every day, saying you are less than, you are not equal to. She told me about slavery and how it ended with the Civil War. She tried to explain the...